The West Automotive Group presents Auto Talk Radio with host Brian Bowersock and co-host Kevin Bowersock. Today's show is brought to you by West Escondido, West El Cajon, West Kearney Mesa, and West Miramar Automotive and Transmission. All part of the West Automotive Group. Get your automotive questions answered. Call Brian and Kevin at 1-888-344-1170. That's 1-888-344-1170. Now, Here's your Auto Talk host, Brian Bowersock. All right. Good morning, folks, and welcome to Auto Talk Radio. I'm your host uh, here on Auto Talk Radio, along with my co-host, Mr. Kevin. You over there, Mr. Kevin? Yeah, good morning, good morning, good morning. Did you have an amazing Christmas, my friend? Always. Yep. And we welcome everybody to our post-Christmas show. It's December 26th. Here we are. I know. What a beautiful day. Gosh, this year went fast. Yes, it did. <laughs> it's almost over. I know one more week and uh, and uh, we're into 2021. And we're hoping for a better 2021 than a 2020. Um, Want to kind of be done with 2020. So we got one more week to run it down. Hopefully, uh, hopefully it's a good last week of 2020. That's what we're hoping for. So anyway, we'll see a little bit at a time, right? Yes. All good stuff. Going to going to run it down. Uh, the good news is uh, cars keep doing their thing. They're not they're not really upset about 2020. Uh, cars no people's are but yes. not cars no no it's all good all good stuff anyway so we do appreciate you joining us this morning we do hope you all had an amazing christmas yesterday and that uh you uh were able to enjoy yourself and your families and everything else uh that goes along with it uh and uh you know just uh um well hopefully you didn't get to put too many people together we know we know you get in trouble for those kind of things these days so uh um but no in all seriousness hopefully everybody had an amazing uh um, um, holiday, got to spend some family time and it was a beautiful thing. And, uh, and we, uh, ended up, uh, uh, doing so, uh, mine was quiet. Was your, yours, you, your, yours is pretty quiet too, right? Oh yes. Yeah. So, you know, it, it, it's, it's the time of 2020, but like I said, we're moving on to 2021. So it's all good. Um, I do appreciate everybody joining us here this morning, auto talk radio this morning. We are talking about, uh, uh, some of the most common transmission problems. Now, this is right up your alley, Kevin. Kevin runs the transmission department at uh, at uh, the Escondido location, which is where our transmission department is. Uh, we do have transmission experts at each location, but any of the remanufacturing we do is all done in Escondido at, at one location. So that's your department, right? Yes. Okay. Good. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. So the transmissions, they don't mind if it's a holiday or not, do they? No. No, no they really don't. And... <laughs> Let's face it, transmissions, I, I, I know everybody, especially on the first line of this thing, it says transmission is a complex mechanical system that controls application of power from the engine to the drive shaft. But I've been doing this so long that it doesn't seem that complicated anymore. Other, I hope not. Other than it, it, the part I always, like when they start to use a software to try to, to control a solenoid to bring on a band or something, then things can get weird trying to catch it. Trying to catch that stuff is is probably the worst part of the job, and see what it's actually doing. Monitoring it. Yeah. So, well, I mean, and the thing. So now we've taken uh, what we've learned. Uh, engineers have taken a transmission that was a four speed and have turned it into an eight speed. Sometime we're ten now, speed. A, a ten speed by overrunning different things and holding different things. So, but we really don't have five more gears above what we had before what we have is mid gears now so uh, if engine d- stays in the power band all the time because it has these little steps into the next gear the ratios 
are are closer together of all these gears, right? Yes. So, and by doing so, there's a couple things you do. Number one, you create can take a small engine and make it have an amazing output of power. Yes. Number two, gas mileage is good because you're never lugging the engine whatsoever. True. It's better. That's another reason they did it. So, but it is the same transmit. I mean, we, let's face it, the planetary gears and things like that inside of it, there's a couple different things going on, but not too drastic, right? To reach the 10 speed thing they had, or, you know, even the, when they went to the six, they had to put another planetary in there. Correct. But yes, you're right on most. But as they get way more, more, more gears, they got to, they have to. But back in the day when they only had like a three speed, they could just overdrive a gear and we made it a four speed. Correct. Without yeah. adding anything to it. Correct. Correct. So um, in this case, though, uh, they, they've gone along. I, I can't, I can't imagine that we're going to see many more gears than 10. It, I mean, our, our ratios are close. I, there, there's, I mean, unless you were, I mean, I do realize that, that like there's road rangers on semis that, that, that have 15 gears, but they're hauling heavy loads. And that's a reason for that. They do the same thing these cars do, though. They have the ratios are real close together. Yes. So the truck can pick up speed, pick up speed without lugging it down. I mean, the diesels in those are powerful, but they still, don't want to drop off and lug the engine so it, it steps gear to gear to gear to gear. Yeah, they shift really quickly. They do. So it's good stuff and keeps them in good working order and and, and uh, keeps things moving along to prevent, uh, uh, like I said, lugging of the engine, which does two things. It keeps the engine in a power band, makes it easier to do what it needs to do. And number two, it's good on gas mileage. Well, yeah, because if we go too high or RPMs, then we're just floating the engine, which we're not creating power at that point either so correct it also reduces uh emissions by keeping an engine in these power bands well yeah high rpms a lot of blow by the rings you know there's a lot going on there too so. well that or lugging an engine where it's low rpms and it's in not it's, burning the fuel all the way correct so we want to keep it in that range where it's supposed to be doing what it's doing uh as far as that goes um you know i i did want to uh touch base on something outside the transmission uh, uh thing on on this call we we had a, a, a Hyundai car in, and it kept is late model Hyundai. Okay, uh, it, this isn't a transmission issue. Just something that came to mind of interesting things, and and I try to if if something interesting has happened, I I like to bring it bring it up on the on the show when we're chatting. Um, that was setting lean codes, and everything checked out perfect. The maps, the maths, the uh, um, uh, the air fuel ratio sensors, everything checked out perfect, but this car would do a weird thing. Then there's no vacuum leaks. There's no, I mean, all these things went through and documented checked. And we found a weird thing that in, in speaking to a, a friend of mine, Brian, uh, who, who teaches a lot of, uh, the small class and stuff, he made a recommendation like, Hey, you, I, I asked, I like, man, I, we don't, I don't know where to go with this thing. And he's all, you know what we're starting to see is a, a high alcohol content in certain fuels that it wasn't, you know, like they picked up the fuel at a, not a great gas station and the alcohol, the mixture content was off on it for some reason. And there's too much alcohol and it causes uh, the car so sensitive that it picks up lean conditions. So heads up. All kinds of fun stuff out there. It takes a lot of work to find that kind of problem. That's one of the things that, that what brought it to mind when you mentioned about how on a transmission and you're watching things come on and off and you're watching all. This is how a car can become extremely difficult to diagnose when a problem's induced like this. Well, and that's another thing. It makes you wonder how sensitive. I mean, I, I understand the car is sensitive and I, and I truly believe that, but they're trying to add more and more alcohol to the fuels anyway. So. But they're only supposed to add a certain amount. 
and there there is a mixture for that that they're supposed to stick to and the it's, and by that the cars are engineered in their fuel ratios and all this and and their their sensitivity is set up by those rules this is why when, you, when the rules are off though and you don't get it right then you have problems like this and that's the point that i was making this is why you should stick to the bigger gas stations too all just right. this is also a reason why this car had no parts put on it by us by the way why because you go through diagnosing a car properly and it saves money. It took a lot of time, and there was a lot of diagnosis time in this, and we had to keep going back and looking at things. But if you could, this car ended up someplace that it shouldn't have been, it's highly likely it would have had a bunch of parts thrown at it. That's the thing, too. Not not every car can be diagnosed in a day. Because if, if you can't get it to happen, sometimes you have problems like this, too. If you if you you don't see the problem happening, so you clear all the codes out of it, and now we're really looking. You know, we're we're like resetting the computer and everything. You don't see, even see the lane condition happening because, and until you see it happen, you can't diagnose it. And then once you see it happen, then there's another step of diagnosing it. Once you're even seeing it happen, because we're not sure why it's happening. Correct. The consistency with this was though, you could clear it. You could go drive it. You had to get it right in the certain situation. It, it would run the monitor twice, bang bang, and it would sit lean codes on both banks like just like that and the reason why is because the fuel had so much alcohol in it there's actually a test for that that we ended up doing and and like the the fuel had so much alcohol in it that i don't know where they got the first thought was did they e85 this car on accident that was the first ethanol you know there there it's probably a gas station like a, a, a corner gas station right by their house that they use a lot and it's probably not a big gas. I mean, when I say a big gas station, I mean like the. It's kind of like the big three: Chevrolet, Ford, and Chrysler. You know, there's some oil companies out there. They're the big ones. You know, that are that are that are. They do a lot more refining. The gas is a little more expensive, but it's because well, they put technology into their fuel. All the gas comes from four refineries. Yes, plain and simple. But it's mixed differently. Differently, exactly. Chevron, they get Tecron put in theirs. There's this mix to their specific thing. Shell, same thing. All those guys require a mixture. Now, you have like Arco, their mixture is different, and they don't put all the extra additives a lot of times into it. So um, in Tecron, and I forget what Shell's additive is, but those belong to them, and nobody else gets to use them. But the refinery uses their, you know, and actually, so they some also, of those guys own refineries too. But they, my point is that... They sell to other people, but the fuel all starts out the same. But here's what could happen. It could have happened. Uh, it could have ended up with uh, um, the wrong fuel put in that tank, like some E85 mixed with it or something like that. And you know E85 has got a ton of ethanol in it, which is turns into is grain alcohol, which ethanol is, which will cause a car that is not an E85 car to have all kinds of problems, right? Well, yeah. It'll tear their injectors up because it's basically like – Almost rubbing alcohol at that point. It is. This isn't that heavy. So my thing is like, think about this. Could a, it, a small place like that, could a could a fuel guy pulled up and start dumping E85 into a tank and realized, oops, wrong. So he cut it off and topped it off with something else. Now we have a higher alcohol mixture. with the. I mean, you never know. Possible. That's my point. You never know. And it's a weird situation. But that's my point with this car. It was weird. So, and it took a lot of time to figure out what is causing this. But my main point to this is taking your vehicle to a quality facility, have it diagnosed by a qualified master technician is the best money you'll spend on this point that I'm trying to make. And the reason why for that is because if you went anyplace else, they would have started, if, especially if they don't know what they're looking at, you know, and, and when I look down the tech notes on this car, all the stuff printed and things, 
uh, this is a specs. This is what it's at. This is a specs. This is what it's at. This is a specs. All that's documented, been tested, and looked at by us to verify these sensors aren't having a problem. It's picking something up. So at another facility, it could have ended up with a bunch of parts thrown out, is my point. They don't know exactly what they're doing. Exactly. So that that's just my point to that. Where And so we're talking about transmission concerns today. But to be honest with you, there's an awful lot of things that uh, uh, can cause different issues um, and need to be diagnosed properly. So I'm going to go right back to the same thing that I always say. The best money ever spent is a qualified facility with a qualified technician diagnosing your car properly. That's the, and, and a good friend of ours, Jim, used to say all the time that worked for us, Jim, that worked was a manager in Escondido for 20 years with us before he retired. He used to, his thing was like, that is the most important part of any repair, which is true. Yes. Because you get that wrong, the rest is wrong. Yes. There's no way. So, so quality diagnosis is the most important. That is the thing I'd want to spend more money on than anything else. And quality diagnosis can't be done in five minutes neither. No, no. So, well, and we had another car that we struggled with for a while, right? Remember the tire pressure, uh, Yukon car <laughs> ended up being a, a cable on it so but lots of stuff that goes along with that in today's cars and multiplexing and they drop out things i mean it, it can get crazy the time that you need to diagnose something properly well this is when it comes back to the electronic things just like that cable that cable when you the the, the this cable's part of the antennas in the car because you have keyless mm-hmm. things the basically the tire monitors are wi-fi coming out of the tires well the keyless system's working fine which uses the same antenna why wouldn't the other one work just fine? Because if, if one little thing's off in when computer world, yeah. it just throws. You don't everything. know what system it's going to cause. An and issue. Especially when you're watching the scanners and you're monitoring and everything, you see everything working correctly. This is where not all diagnosis can be done overnight. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, sometimes you have to be patient with this stuff. And believe me, I, I would love to give your car back. <laughs> well, I'm not holding your car. I swear to you. <laughs> in all honesty, and we we want to fix the car, give it back to the client, move on to the next car. That's yes. What we do. Here's another great point. I was just setting up the interface for um, the Chrysler stuff on all the scanners that we have for all locations. Something that's going to be very important coming up here shortly. Um, we do do some, we have seen some 2019s now that have this interface on them. And if you do not, are not set up with this interface and paying for it, you will not be able to scan the car as a professional technician. So you have to, and the reason they're doing this is security. So, um, but we do have access for it, but you have to pay for it. Like anything, like all the factory stuff that we use, you have to pay for it, right? Yes. We have this to fix cars properly where, so I, I was just, uh, thinking about the fact how it's going to affect a lot of smaller folks that aren't going to be able to do these things because you have to have, be involved in all this and it have to be part of the service that, that, that you, and you have to have your credentials to be able to be part of the service and pay for it, et cetera. Well, this is going to be a game changer for a lot of things. I mean, I, there's smaller scanners that people buy just to work on their own or, you know, do, I don't, I don't know how far people go. There's still mechanical people out there that aren't mechanics. that can still, you know, get around their car and stuff like that. But this is going to be a game changer to them too. Cause you used to be able to go buy that $99 scanner or something. And they could, you know, that's not going to work anymore. See, and I don't know if that will just pull OBD two codes, you know, generics, if you'll still be able to do that with those. I don't know about that yet, but I can tell you this, 
actually working on the car and fixing the car and seeing the important parts and communicating with the powertrain control modules and all the other modules on the car, you're going to have to have gateway access, which is this called. And that gateway is has been a big thing. And that's what they've created now for professional technicians is to be able to, uh, even in the aftermarket, that we can get through that gateway and talk to the computer bi-directionally on your car and, and do the diagnosis. Um, if you do not have that gateway access, you'll not be able to. And that's why I got started on this because we saw our first one the other day, which is a 2019 Chrysler. Chrysler's big for this. They started it first. And uh, we could. one of the things that we do is uh, uh, have to be – they wanted to activate the fuel pump relay on this car for dot testing. You can't get through the gateway unless you have access so i set up the access and i did all four locations and put all our scanners in and everybody has access now and they're all part of the part of the uh, group all they had to do was my my technicians after i set it up for the shops had to request access they get a username they get access and our scanners that are in there can are the only ones so it knows what scanner can go through this access are the only ones that are available though as far as that goes right anyway all right folks today we're talking uh, uh we appreciate you joining us this morning this post christmas uh show here we are on december 26th um but uh we're gonna have to take our first break real quick we appreciate you listening to auto talk radio uh here on the answer san diego and k praise we'll be right back after these messages there's more auto talk education and empowerment on the way here on auto talk radio Get on the line and get your automotive questions answered by the Auto Man here on Auto Talk Radio. Brian Bowersock, 888-344-1170. Now, here's more Auto Talk with Brian Bowersock. All right, folks, welcome back to Auto Talk Radio this morning on December 26th. We appreciate you joining us. Like I said, I do want to remind you that Auto Talk Radio is brought to you by the West Automotive Group which consists of West Escondido Automotive and Transmission up at 2200 Auto Parkway in Escondido. AAA approved and star certified for over 28 years now, taking care of folks up there in North County. And our pleasure to do so. Lots of beautiful clients that we have, and I enjoy uh, interacting and speaking with them. Along with uh, West El Cajon Automotive and Transmission out there in the East County, taking care of folks at 844 North Johnson Avenue in El Cajon. AAA approved and uh, smog certified uh, uh, for over, jeez, uh, eight years now. Uh, been out there for a while. Uh, uh, enjoy the folks in East County, too, and uh, meeting and talking with them here and there when I stop out that direction. Uh, including West Kearney Mesa Automotive and Transmission over at 8027 Balboa Avenue in Central San Diego. Yeah, four years in that location, AAA approved and smog certified, taking care of folks over there, um, doing an amazing job. And, of course, last but not least, West Miramar Automotive and Transmission at 5726 Miramar Road and Eastgate Mall, right in the Golden Triangle. AAA approved and star certified for smog, also taking care of folks over there for two years almost now. Uh, all of us at the West Automotive Group, myself, my employees, come together to bring you Auto Talk Radio for one simple reason. That is, we truly believe in the same philosophy. We never put money ahead of people. Stop in to have your vehicle service and repair and find out what quality automotive service and repair is all about for sure. The West Automotive Group is proud to offer uh, six months no interest for your vehicle service and repair needs on approved credit. Call us, stop in, etc. We can set you up, get you a card. Um, this card can be, uh, it's a West Automotive Group card. It is good for six months no interest anytime you need to use it. And these days and age and times and what we have going on and uncertainty, it's nice to have that six months of spread out repairs on your vehicle. We're happy to help you out with that. And like I said, it's a card for only service and repair, and it can uh, definitely help you out uh, in the future. So uh, ask about it, and we'll get you one and get you all set up. 
Uh, you can also take advantage of our uh, CertiCare transmission diagnosis. Uh, very important. If somebody's told you, and we're talking about transmissions today, somebody's told you that uh, you have a transmission concern, you may want to get it in. As we were talking about before we went to break, all the electronic stuff that goes along with this. Boy, I'll tell you what, a lot of times it's a repair or it's something not even in the transmission that's causing an issue that people think it's a transmission concern. We way too many times have seen a transmission replaced. The vehicle comes in with the same exact problem. So it rolls right back to what we were talking about. The best money spent is on the quality diagnosis of a vehicle. There's no question by a qualified technician. So don't end up with a three, four, five, six, seven thousand dollar transmission and you still have a problem. When you didn't need one. So get in to see us for sure. Uh, we also offer a shuttle rides tour from work or home. You'll see our little Kias running around. They're all wrapped with the West Automotive Group. Uh, we'll get you home. We'll get you to work. We'll get you back. Whatever we need to do uh, to help you out. Um, we are uh, working in a COVID-friendly environment for sure. Sanitizing keys and wiping everything down regularly, whether it's your car or, or our shuttles, uh, just to keep everybody safe and moving along for sure. So uh, you can uh, always... Uh, uh, get get a ride tour from work or home. We also offer low cost rental vehicles to a quality rental place uh, at all four locations. So we're here to help you with any uh, any any way we can while your car's being serviced or repaired. That's what we're all about. Um, you can uh, jump on uh, westautomotivegroup.com. That's westautomotivegroup.com and do a couple things there. You can make appointments, check us out, uh, uh, see what we're all about, or, or like I said, make appointments to get into any of our locations. Or you can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram just by going to westautomotivegroup.com. That's westautomotivegroup.com. Also from there, you can click on Automan and go to the Automan uh, page uh, where all of uh our YouTube channel is and all of our Automan segments, my Automan segments are at. I'm the Automan for uh, Fox 5 News on uh, Wednesday mornings, mid-morning news around 10 a.m. And I'm um, also the Automan for the CW in San Diego on uh, on morning and evening news on Friday. So that's every week, Wednesday and Friday. Check us out or check me out on there and uh, you can get some good automotive information. If you miss it on the news, just go to westautomotivegroup.com. Click on Auto Automan. It'll take you right to the YouTube channel, and that's where we post them all. So for your viewing at any time, uh, you can also click on Auto Talk, which takes you to the Auto Talk page, which you're listening to now. Uh, but uh, on that page, all of our shows are podcasted, and you can download any of them. If for any reason you want to listen to them on the go, you can also find our podcasts. They're available at Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Pandora, Deezer, Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio.com, and Tune In. Fully available. So um, if you want to listen live off your phone, you can go to radio.com also and uh, listen live from there. Uh, we are the Answer 1170 San Diego, and you can find it from there, uh, and also uh, Cape Rays. But uh, all all the podcast is available there for you to uh, use and uh, uh, listen to at your, at, your, at your convenience for sure. So all, all good. Um, if you need to email us for any reason, you can do so at autotalk at westautomotivegroup.com. Any questions, concerns, that's autotalk at westautomotivegroup.com. And we're happy to talk about anything that uh, automotive-wise that you have going on or help you out with. Uh, that's what we're here for. So uh, we do do appreciate you and appreciate you joining in with us uh, at Auto Talk all the time. So anyway, we're back at it this morning and uh, talking about uh, transmission concerns, right? Yes. All right. So... And we, we've talked about some other concerns that we had with cars, but what it really comes down to is diagnosing cars properly, and, and that's what we're all about. You don't want to end up with an expensive repair because somebody misdiagnosed something. Uh, transmission repairs or replacements are inconvenient, stressful, and typically quite expensive, so it's a good idea to pay attention to uh, any activity that seems unusual 
Uh, because if it is a transmission problem, we want to catch it early, right? Yes. Best way to do it. So um, determining what problems your car has may seem like an impossible task. Well, to a lot of folks, it seems like that. Uh, we work through them in a specific way, and we're trained to do so. So that's why uh, it's important, uh, especially to the untrained eyes and ears of the average driver. It may be helpful to think your car's inner workings as similar as that of the human body, which we've used those ano- anomalies prior on other shows. And sometimes, you know, when, when that, and, and it is it is important. If, if you have a chest pain, for example, that could point towards any number of health issues, but if the chest pain exists in additional to difficulty breathing, then it's much more likely that asthma or something similar is the cause. Well, you never know. That's why you go to a doctor, right? That's why you take your car to the doctor, right? That's why the, the doctor. Do- and the doctor diagnoses you. That's right. And hopefully properly. Uh, automotive problems are diagnosed in a similar manner. Problems that involve mechanical systems typically exhibit distinct sensations and sounds that acts as indicators that a certain process isn't working the way it is intended to, which makes a lot of sense. As soon as you recognize that something seems a bit off your vehicle's functionality, it's time to access, assess the issue, look for a way to fix it. Because I will tell you this without question, most things on an automobile, when they start, if you address them early, you can save yourself fundage. In other words, dollars in the long run versus letting it just run itself out till it breaks. Yes. Right. So I, I got to say something though in this guide because the lack of response, the whining, well, almost all of these, not all of them, but a lot of them can, can be servicing your transmission helps, especially on this day and age because the valve body gets wore out with dirty fluid in it. The valves, because they're PWM get stuck causing most of this stuff to happen. It can. Very true. Noises, not so much. but Well, it can cause noises, but um, the rest of it, I, I want to say servicing is probably the best thing you can do. Mm-hmm. And just like you said with the body thing, I mean, you know what? Taking care of your body, taking care of your transmission is one of the best things you can do for it. Very true. Very true. So um, diagnosing car problems yourself, uh, like I said, may seem in ta- uh, like an impossible task. But try to think in terms of, like we were saying, your own body. If your stomach begins to hurt without warning, you probably start thinking of the last thing you ate in order to figure out what you're having, the pain, similar type of thing goes into diagnosing car problems. The moment you start noticing something is good information at that point. If you can supply it to us, it's time, it's time to start considering the problem and finding a way to fix it versus letting it run out its its way. You know, uh, Cars, transmissions these days, as we were talking, we have up to 10 speeds now. Do we have any higher than 10 speeds, any manufacturers out there that you're aware of? Um, automatic, no. Standard, yes. Well, yeah, but no, automatic, no. Right. I, I think they're do. I think they just came out with the ten speeds and the newer car. I mean, like the twenty twenty models. We have a newer Ford Ranger. It's got a ten speed in it. Yeah. So okay. So your car's transmission is complex. Mechanical system controls the application of power from the engine to the drive shaft, as we said earlier, and it experiences a lot of wear and tear over time. It really does. There's a lot. There's how many moving parts do you think is in a ten speed transmission automatic? <laughs> well, I mean, you, you got to remember you have a planet that's a part. That doesn't, you know, it's got pins and stuff like that in it. So you will consider that one part, but it's even got that six rollers on it. Well, sometimes. That, and then all the little needle bearings and everything. So that one part has a hundred parts in it. True. So I don't, I, 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 I don't know. My head kind of spun when the you answer, asked that question. So I was like, <laughs> there's a lot of parts in there moving around. The answer to that is lots. <laughs> Just call it that. There's there's so many moving parts and, and integral. We'll call those integral moving parts, such as uh, the roller bearings on one pinion on one planetary. It's probably 25. Yeah. At least. 
So there's a lot of those have five or six pinions. Yes. So that's 125, 150 roller bearings alone in one planetary. Then the thrust washers, the pen, the actual. Well, the planetary is just one part yes. in there, we'd say, with all these parts attached to it. So very interesting stuff. One roller bearing goes bad and you continue to operate the vehicle and it's making noise. Guess what happens? Boom. Yes. We've seen it more than once. So, uh, Repairs on a transmission to most folks are obviously inconvenient. Your car breaks, everything's inconvenient when a car breaks. It is what it is. We we get that, and we we understand the stressfulness and uh in in the worries about being expensive. So, uh, what's funny is folks always with today's cars. One of the favorite things people ask is, "What's the cost?" When you don't even know what's wrong, and the reason folks do that is that's the only thing they know to ask, right? I mean, you you at some point you have to ask, "What's the cost going to be?" But the real true answer to that is diagnose it properly, know what's wrong, and then you can be given all the costs to like, this is what you're dealing with, heads up. So um, once again, we do see plenty of things that are not transmission related, but seem like a transmission concern. And that's where it becomes imperative, once again, to get back to the diagnosis by somebody that's qualified to diagnose the vehicle and know exactly what's wrong versus just saying, oh, you need to replace your transmission. And, and I love this segment for one reason. I, I to this day we've seen it several times, but I remember a specific scenario that I just really enjoy talking about. And I was running the Kearney Mesa store, and and I, I we've talked about this before. This lady has a do, a dog pet grooming business, nice big Ford van, E three fifty, right, all set up. Yeah, yeah, expensive van, right? Um, to get all set up for that, you know, they can blow dry and wash and all the things. That, I don't know what it's a, like a pet day spa inside the van. Uh, so she, uh, uh, her boyfriend gave us a call actually, her fiance. And he, I answered, I happened to be the one to answer the phone. Like I said, I was running the Kearney Mesa store and at this time and, and, uh, um, he says, uh, so I have the car at this place and, and, and it's, uh, um, having, uh, an issue and they're telling me that it needs a transmission. It's going to be $6,000. And, and I said, uh, um, well, you know, as far as that goes, uh, what do we uh, know about this that it, you know, and he like didn't have a lot of answers. So he, he said, well, it uh, there's a lot of different issues going on. But the main thing was she's driving down the road. It loses power. Um, the overdrive light starts flashing. The thing won't drive. She had to have it towed. And I said, OK, are we sure it's the transmission? And he's all, well, that's what they said. And I said, so I went to, I said, look, this could be an expensive mistake. If it's not the transmission. He agreed. He said, you know what? I've talked to you. I'm going to get it over to you. So they got it towed over. We checked it out. What do we end up finding? We end up finding out that the overdrive switch was shortened out in the shifter, which would put the trans and limp home. It wasn't the trans. So if they would have replaced the transmission and they quoted her like $5,800 to do so, they would have replaced the transmission on this vehicle. They would have had the same exact problem. And the repair was actually a $400 repair. She was ecstatic. So was he. Totally ecstatic. Think about this. Back in the day, Ford used to run their rear speed sensor through the ABS control module. So you'll get a speed sensor code. Well, technically, it could be the ABS control module controlling it. So, I mean. Throwing parts of the car is If, if you threw the training at it first and then realized I still have a speed sensor thing and then put a speed sensor in it. I mean, you could be going down a long. You could be throwing that down a deep foxhole. These are expensive <laughs> trails to run, my friend. Yeah. Diagnosing a vehicle properly is always the best case scenario. All right, folks, we're going to take our last break here real quick at Auto Talk Radio on uh, The Answer San Diego and Uh, 
Give us just a couple minutes, and we'll be right back with you. We appreciate you joining us this morning on December 26th, our post-Christmas show. This is Auto Talk Radio, and we'll be right back after these messages. There's more Auto Talk education and empowerment on the way here on Auto Talk Radio. Get on the line and get your automotive questions answered by the Auto Man here on Auto Talk Radio. Brian Bowersock, 888-344-1170. Now, here's more Auto Talk with Brian Bowersock. All right, folks. Welcome back to Auto Talk Radio. We appreciate you joining us this morning and uh, uh, hanging in with us, you know, uh, and hopefully you're uh, just uh, sitting there in your armchair sipping a little coffee and enjoying the uh, day after Christmas, maybe staring at the Christmas tree. Maybe the kids are playing with their new toys. Hopefully, that sounds not. like a good Christmas. It sounds like an amazing Christmas. Hopefully, you and your family enjoyed yourselves, and uh, uh, it was quiet and, and joyful and happy. I don't know. Sometimes holidays are stressful. This has definitely been a weird holiday year, a weird year, plain and simple. Uh, I am ready to go back to normal, whatever normal is going to be. I just don't want it to be this normal. I, <laughs> you know, the weird thing is because I'm not much. I, I, we do a lot of outdoor things. I mean, like. We go to the desert, and normally when we camp, we're not the people that go with the big group. Normally, it's just you know the family. Yeah, so we get way out there, and and every so to me, not much is other than us going out to dinner on Friday night. Not much has changed for me. I mean, and I don't, and 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 I'm not saying that. I just it's just my activities aren't normally inside. So I mean, right. I, I haven't seen a lot. To me, it hasn't changed a lot. You know, correct. Well, that that just a couple things that different for me. Be- Explain is well more than a couple. Number one, there was no travel this year, and and I I love to travel, so I usually try to do two different trips a year and go see something new. And obviously, that didn't happen at all in twenty twenty. Number number two, uh, I do like to eat out, so restaurants, this whole restaurant, and I feel really bad for them. And I, but but I do, I have my place. I mean, you know, it it was nice. Like I I live near a, a spot where there is a. A bar restaurant and a lot of folks that live in that area would like on friday nights you know be there for happy hour and you have having you catch up with everybody in the area and you just talk you see them all the time that's been gone for a whole year which that's a bummer because i i really liked you know um the older folks that i would see that live there in the neighborhood they would all be there on friday night they'd come for their early dinner and hat and we'd be there for happy hour and have drinks and catch up and chat for a few it's just nice seeing everybody in the area you know so i missed that part that i understand yeah, I I miss that part. I I do. Um, it was good stuff when when it you know, um, and like I said, the travel and that. I, I'm tired of the mask thing. And the last thing is, boy, I really want to go back to the gym. They keep opening and closing it, opening and closing it. So I've been back every time they open it, and then they close it, and you're back to working out at home, which is not the same. So anyway, that's it. We're closing the books here in a week on 2020, and hopefully 2021 is going to be an amazing year. That's what I'm looking forward to, um, and I'm sure it will be. I, I think that uh, uh, hopefully we've rolled through the worst and uh, and we're out of this. But uh, it's been a very interesting year um, for sure. And uh, you know, uh, my heart goes out to all the folks that uh, have had a rough year because I, I know there's there's few of them out there for sure. Um, when it comes to restaurants and bar owners and their employees and and all other kinds of things, I mean the nail salon people I know were struggling and the just you know our heart goes out to you. So uh, hopefully twenty twenty one is uh, your guys' year and everybody rebounds on this. Well, you know what, and most most people that are like waiters, waitresses, and in, in that kind of industry, you know, the, the the sad part is most of them people are very social people in the first place. So they're missing not only did their career kind of like you know 
I agree. Now that they're also missing their social part of their, you know, there's a lot that goes into that. So, you know, that to them, probably people like that, it probably changed their world more than I can even imagine. So, oh, no. And that's a great point. So, uh, the, the one, uh, a guy that works at the bar restaurant, but he's the one of the bartenders there. We're very sociable. His name's Bryce. That last time I saw him for brunch, uh, eating outside, he was like, I just miss you all at the bar, man. It's lonely in there. <laughs> that's what he said. They're very social. Pe- I mean, that's yeah. why you get a job like that because you're social. Good point. Yeah, correct. You like people, obviously, dealing with people, or you wouldn't have that job. Yeah, exactly. So it, that's a great point. I, I do totally agree with you. All right, folks, I do want to also remind you as we're at Auto Talk here, um, the, and we're going to jump right back into the transmission thing here, but uh, uh, Auto Talk is also brought to you by Interstate Batteries, a battery for every need. They are the highest quality batteries out there, no question. Um, if you in At the West Automotive Group, we do not install nor stock any other battery but an Interstate battery, plain and simple. And the reason for that is they are the technician's number one choice in the world when it comes to automotive and motorcycle, et cetera, related batteries. So if you need a battery, westautomotivegroup.com for any vehicle-related issues. Uh, once again, westautomotivegroup.com, get an appointment. We'll get you an interstate installed. If you need a battery for any other need, boy, you can check them out at their storefronts here in San Diego at 9345 Cabot Drive in Miramar or in La Mesa at 70th and University. Interstate battery, a battery for every need. Highest quality batteries out there. Keep them going. Anyway, so good stuff. Uh, so we're talking about transmission issues as we're running down. And like I said, we do appreciate you uh, uh, guys uh, joining us on this post-Christmas uh, show. And like I said, once again, I hope you had an amazing Christmas. Um, it's impossible to say what your car would sound like if there's trouble with your transmission. I mean, we get whining. We get sometimes clunking, right? And you did mention previously on another show about engagement where when it's cold and tough. Sometimes some of that as it gets is the wear of the clutches, right? The piston has to move further. Yes. More fluid, boom, it kind of snaps when and, and when it's colder, nothing's as smooth, that's for sure. Well, it's just the reason it's not smooth when it's colder is because they didn't design the car to to operate well in that in the in that they, they, they look for the so normally your transmission say hundred and seventy degrees. That's a that's a that's a good Somewhere, somewhere between 170, 180, that's at about a normal operating temperature of a transmission. Mm-hmm. That's where they program everything to work because that's normal. I mean, that's, that's where you're going to spend most of your heat ranges. Absolutely. I mean, they're not going to spend all this time and energy and putting that they're worried about a little bit firmer of a shift. And when I say a little bit firmer, I just mean it feels different going into reverse well, first be, thing in the morning. Because you don't operate a car in a cold temperature. No. It gets warm right yes. away. Yes. So, and quickly nowadays. If oh yeah! If you own a new one, car. lap around the block, and yeah, I don't even know you need that nowadays. Well, even in back in the day, I mean, you have good motorhome. Even with the old three-speed transmission, let's say a 1985 motorhome, you're halfway. If you go halfway around a, a normal city block, that thing's already almost up to temperature because the torque converter is creating so much heat from the stall in it. So, well, and let's face it, optimum operating temperature of transmission is 170 degrees. Yes, if we could keep it at that. We'd be doing amazing. We were not going to because of hills and this and that. But I said that's why they mostly program everything around that temperature. Yeah, heat kills the transmission, though. We both agree on that. Yes. Yeah. So that's one of its downfalls. So, um, so whines, clunking, humming, especially whining and humming from an automatic transmission often can mean uh, planetary failures, converter failures. Issues like that can be a plug filter causing the pump to whine because it's sucking air. Very be- true. We get we can often get a hum from solenoids when they're having issues sometimes too. Uh, usually can't be heard inside the car, but you never know. 
I've heard them inside the car before. I, I know, so, but not that common. You remember when Chrysler had that problem when they had to put a blanket over the solenoid pack on the 604 because they they buzzed too much? <laughs> so, no, so noisy. Anyway, yes. And if somebody repaired your vehicle, we've seen this before, uh, let's say replaced the solenoid pack and left that cover off. Oh, noisy. We'd, we'd get noise complaints. Cars come in noise complaints. We'd look to see them. We're like, yeah, look at that. That makes a lot of sense. Uh they left the cover off, and it was a uh, insulated slide-on cover for the solenoid group. And it—you're right—it reduced the noise. That was what the engineers came up with after they had that problem. So, and uh, just le- that goes to a point—not doing a proper repair, even though you may have put a quality solenoid group on it, and that fixed the drivability concern. Not putting everything back the way it is can cause other issues, and those are man-made issues that we have to start looking for. And we'd start noticing, oh yeah, we hear the noise. Look, oh that, yeah, that's that solenoid. Oh look, it hasn't. This little blankie's not on it. It's not happy. So. We saw many of those. Uh, manual transmissions can emit sounds, too. Although most folks today, we see very few manuals. What, what percentage do you think is manual car now here in Southern California? I don't know, but let me put it this way. I just did a, a clutch on a, on a, a lady's Jeep, mm-hmm. and I want to say that Jeep was 2000. Now, she off-roads this Jeep, so the clutch was worn in it because... Uh, well, and those those vehicles, there's more standards in them. Yes, yes but I mean, under normal situations, she probably wouldn't have had a problem with the clutch. But uh, that's another thing. That was the first year, I think it was 2018, 17 Jeep. But it was the first year Chrysler also went to their double disc clutch in there. So it's a new system, too. Mm-hmm. So they were having a little bit of issues with it. It was new. But um, she told me, because I was like, I go, yeah, I don't see that many standards anymore. And she said, she goes, you know, now that you mentioned that, she goes, when I ordered this Jeep, she goes, and because of off-roading, I like to keep it in first gear when we're doing our crawling stuff. And, and this oh, is absolutely. the perfect, you know, for me, she goes, this is the perfect thing. But she goes, I had to order this Jeep, and I had to wait like a month on it. Well, she, there's not that many of them. No. So that's that's when you asked that question. That's why I was relating to that story because, yeah, you pretty much have to – you want a standard now? You're pretty much going to have to order it. I would bet it's less than 10% of cars that are being sold right now, standards. And I don't mind a standard. I learned to drive on standard, and I drove – I've driven standard for many, many years. I don't even mind it. Matter of fact, I find myself in an automatic shifting the shifter because it's just... Well, I know. The one thing about a standard, though, in Southern California, if you drive in traffic a lot, and obviously this year it's been different, but if you drive in traffic a lot, they're not the funnest vehicles for traffic. you got to keep clutching, clutch, especially if you get stuck in freeway traffic. Like back in the norm in 2019 and previously, you know, sometimes you 30, 40 minutes and stop and go traffic. They're not that fun to drive, I'll be honest with you. You didn't drive in that time. You came and went at different times when it wasn't that high of traffic. But well, I, you know, I, Even when I get stuck in traffic, it doesn't. I, I guess I'm just so used to doing it, it doesn't even, I don't even think well, about it. Well, if you, you do know? it, yeah, but I might. Now, you've got to remember, old. this isn't 1970 where you had a three-finger clutch and they called them the knee-knocker clutches and stuff. We're talking about the hydraulics of these things anymore. It's like... It's smooth and easy. Oh, yeah. Still, but so, you, you still have to push in the clutch, either pop it out of gear, let the clutch out, or hold the clutch in while you're stopped. And so, I mean, it, on traffic, it can it, it's more work. Yes, it, it is. But I, yeah, I'm just used so, to it. So I don't. It's one of those things. As mentioned earlier already, it, it's always best get get the problem diagnosed, repaired as soon as possible, and not wait till later. Find the time or have the money if you wait. If you wait till later, you can turn a relatively inexpensive repair. And something that uh, easily can become a lot more costly when we're dealing with transmission. So just a heads up. Leaking low fluid. One of the most common things we see with a transmission is something starts leaking. Somebody doesn't know what it is. Uh, and letting fluid go extremely low on transmission can damage it. Uh, one of the good things is like you blow a cooler line and it blows all the fluid out. Usually it doesn't damage the transmission too much because it loses all pressure. 
Well, the pump just sitting there idling, though, the pump is going to go dry, so that's not a good thing. Correct. It's not good on it, uh, but uh, you want to keep an eye out for it. So it's servicing your transmission. And one of the things that we talk about all the time, which is extremely important, uh, is servicing your transmission. Now, the manufacturers recommend these extended servicing intervals on transmissions now. They say 100,000 miles. Well, the good news is at 100,000 miles, you can get a remanufactured transmission along with new fluid and all, and you don't have to worry about servicing it because these things don't last well that way. Solenoids, as we talk about all the time, the, the valve bodies make an extended amount of uh, a metal inside the planetary's running. Going through the valve body causes wear. So when you leave contaminated fluid in there, and, and when I say contaminated, I just mean by the normal operation, small metal park, metal particles, clutch material, stuff off the converter clutch, all that gets gets uh, in the fluid, and the fluid's job is to suspend it, and it goes throughout the trans, and it wears things. It wears the valve bodies. It can plug solenoids. can do all kinds of things, right? Yes. So the point to this is that service, we recommend eighteen to 20,000 miles or once a year. It's the best insurance you can buy on your automatic transmission. That's what we recommend at the West Automotive Group. That is not the manufacturer's recommendation. That's what we recommend. And for a specific reason, because we know by servicing that transmission, you can truly extend the life of it. 350,000 miles on the one in my F-250, so definitely works, doesn't it? Yes. It uh, keeps you going. And, and and I know every time I pull that pan off, that the tranny fluid at eighteen to 20,000 miles is clean. I just replace the filter, dump the fluid. Put new fluid in that bad boy, new filter, and she's good to go for another year. Right. And keeps on going. Keeps running strong. So uh, it, it it's the lifeblood. It lubricates the trans, cleans, conditions the seals, and acts as a hydraulic fluid. So one of the reasons you end up with leaking leaks from a transmission is not changing the fluid. The contamination on it is uh, gets to a point that uh, um, it's carrying these particles, and you can get seals that start to fail. Besides that, the acidic level can come up on the fluid also. It attacks l- rubber items. Yes. So one, it, of, one of those That's things. the thing. It's even with like motor oil. Um, I know they're, the, new, the new oils are synthetic and stuff like that. I'm not worried about the, the, the consistency of the fluid, actually, because um, it does stay, but it's all the crap that starts floating, and just like just like even a good synthetic oil, it's all the carbon floating around in it. Some people like to go say, well, I can go 8,000 miles. That's not a, still a good idea because it's all the crap that's floating around in there. It's going to plug the filter. It's going to, you know what I'm saying? So. And the lubricative quality of that oil, just like transmission fluid, which is a hydraulic fluid, um, lowers. And, and, it, it, uh, and, and it's carrying all these contaminants, and it can cause damage. And, and it also shortens the life of the transmission without question. Yes. So one of the things that we want to, want to avoid uh, transmission fluid is bright red in color. Uh, we don't want to wait till it's dirty to change it. That's the point. It's too late. Then it's too late. And people say, "Well, it still looks clean." Well, yeah, that's when I want to change it. So eighteen to twenty thousand miles, I change it. It it will always look that, clean. That way, it stays clean. That's the point. Mm-hmm. That did you wait to take a shower when you smell? No, I take one every day. Why? I don't wait, but after the end of the day, I might smell anyways. But <laughs> but my point is this, that regular maintenance, you do regular maintenance on your on yourself, right? I try, yes. You should be doing regular maintenance on the car without question. So that will keep that trans- transmission is one of the most expensive repairs on an automobile uh, that you'll have. And so why not take care of it? It's a great thing to do as far as that goes. So one of the concerns we is a burning smell. If you start getting a burning smell out of an automatic transmission, uh, that's not good often. And and when you burn up a transmit, well, do they stink, huh? Yeah, and normally when you get a burning smell, it's overheating. 
Why is it overheating is another question. I mean, because just this clutch is slipping can make it overheat. Correct. So why is it overheating? Is it is it not cooling? Is the clutch is slipping? Is it by the time it's burning, you usually have something serious going on. There's something uh, uh, which then is followed by refuses to go into gear. <laughs> that's just, that's and that's when you need AAA. <laughs> that's when you need AAA to get you to the West Automotive Group so we can look at it. Yeah, um, the car won't shift it. Although we get we one of my favorite is four by fours towed in won't go into any gear. And back in the day, you look and the transfer case is in neutral. You pop it into gear and you go driving around. You call them and say, hey, hey uh, uh, transfer case got knocked into neutral. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, or you put it in neutral. I don't know why. But your car drives just fine now. That's good news. Once again, not something you'd want to have to buy a transmission for. So take it to an honest place. It's going to diagnose properly. We we used to see that. Well, I won't say a lot. But every now and then, we'd get one of those. Well, right? yeah. But now, and then again, most of them aren't manual shift like that not, anymore. Not anymore, but we used to get those. Yes. But they're still out there running around, the manual ones, some of them, the older ones. Uh, uh, some of the commercial ones are still like that, too, but you just don't see it as nearly as often. Everybody wants to shift on the fly. and Correct, correct. Um, we've also seen shift cables break or shifters break that, that you move it, it doesn't go into gear. That's because it's not moving the lever on the transmission at all. Exactly. So th- th- things to know and be diagnosed properly. A little bit of research and uh, while we're working on a vehicle and looking at things, we can verify what's going on and make sure that uh, another thing is front wheel drive, a broken axle that hasn't separated all the way, but but broke the tip on it can can actually, you know, in the boots torn, it could still be together. It's not hanging down, but the car won't move on no. most cars. So unless both tires are because it's an open differential, it's correct. not going to not a transmission problem. It's an axle problem. So one of those things. Uh, check engine light comes on. It's transmission related code. Need to get it diagnosed. Obviously, uh, uh, extremely important as far as that goes. Uh, get it in and get it looked at. Um, we do appreciate everybody, you know, joining us this morning. Uh, man, the hour went by quick. Uh, it always does. Uh, it always does, man. And and we appreciate everybody tuning in. Like I said, I hope everybody had an amazing holiday. Uh. You know, there there are other things on, on automatic transmissions that are concerned, but the best thing that I can tell folks is get the vehicle in, get it diagnosed by a qualified technician at a quality facility and go from there. It will save you so much money in the long run. And I love when we get to save our clients money. We're here to take care of you. That's what we do. That's why we've been around so long, almost 30 years in San Diego. So westautomotivegroup.com is uh, where you can check us out and we'll get you help if you need be and, and get your car looked at get you an honest opinion and the truth about what's going on with your vehicle. So that's what we're here for. And that's what we build our reputation on. We never put money ahead of people, San Diego and everybody out there. Keep the rubber side down and shiny side up. We will be back next week. Uh, it will be 2021 when you hear from us again. So we hope that you have a wonderful last week of the year. Enjoy, be safe. And until then, this has been auto talk radio on K-Praise and Answer San Diego 1170. Till next Saturday, take care. For answers to all your automotive questions, tune in every week at this same time for Auto Talk with Brian Bowersock. To learn more about Brian, become a guest or sponsor of the show, or if you have additional questions, visit thewestautomotivegroup.com. That's thewestautomotivegroup.com. And click on Auto Talk Radio. Join us again next week for more Auto Talk.